Love built us, woven through each of our chakras, its home base, strength of family, leading life into community. We're not topsoil, our roots run deep in ancestry. Heal your mind and tell your story. Hi everyone! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Weekends with Jesse. How are you today? How is everyone doing? How's your weekend? How's your week been? Are you excited for today's show? Because I am certainly excited. So let me tell you what is coming up on today's show. We have my migration story continues. Mine, me, Jesse. Mm. Uh, we also have special our special feature, gun violence, and our community health check for. The, today is give this give the gift of sight month. So let's get right into it. Here's a little bit more about my story. I hope you continue to enjoy this story and join me on my journey uh, with me as I learn more about my own history and ours as a community. Um, to our viewers who don't know me or have not seen my face, uh, my name's uh, Jessleen Abel, but you guys can call me Jesse for short. Um, and I want to share you guys, share with you guys, um, a little bit about myself and my journey and the journey doesn't just start, stop with today. So my parents come from Guyana. Um, it is a country in South America. Um, though we are culturally, um, some very, sim we're culturally the same as the Caribbean. Um, it's the only English-speaking country in South America. Um, and I actually went to visit about in five, six years ago, I went to visit um, the country and it brought a little bit of a missing piece as a first-generation born um, American. One feature I hold dear and I'm gonna, it's coming to my mind right now because it's holiday season, um, is we have a dish called Pepper Pop, which is basically a meat that is very well seasoned, okay? Um, and um, based in the sauce, or really not sauce, liquid, really called castrip, which is comes from the cassava. Um, and, Tradition has it that you make it for Christmas and it's a huge pot and you have it for Christmas day. Sometimes people do it Christmas Eve and kind of like a little bit throughout the Christmas, you know, holiday and into the new year. Um, so I look forward to it. I know some families cook it enough to where they don't just do it for Christmas. They do it like, you know, sp special occasion type of thing. Um, but my family, we do it for Christmas. Now I'm going to go in with my three types of meat and you can use any type of meat you want for this. Some people even like using salted pigtails or salted beef. So I'm going in with goat, lamb, and pork. I'm just going to add in some chopped celery. This is going to add some more flavor. I'm adding in two sticks of cinnamon and a few cloves and a few cloves sorry I'm gonna season with some black pepper 
and salt to taste. I'm just gonna give this a mix. We want to sear the meat and let the flavors develop. You see how it's sticking to the bottom? That's what you want. That's creating more flavor in the dish. So guys, the pepper pot is finished. Look at that rich color. Um, and I get excited every single year um, when my dad makes it. You could put any meat that you want. Um, I'm going to say a lot of people put tripe and stuff. My dad loves tripe. I cannot stand any Caribbean people that love tripe. Let me know in the comments down below because I can't do it, okay? There's certain dishes I can't do. I can't do tripe, okay? Um, it's the, text, the texture of it. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I, I love, Pepper Pot. So if you guys, if you have any questions about my story, let me know. What do you think? What do you think? um have you guys have you been to Guyana I know that when I went um if you missed last week's episode I explained a little bit more detail of how I felt um and a little bit about being a migrant and being a firstborn generation because you're mixed with you're culturally very similar to your Caribbean but you're not 100% connected because you weren't born there however you don't really feel that you fit in um as a true American per se, um, and American meaning your family has been here, you know, you could trace your ancestry back decades and decades and decades, you know? Um, so let me know how you feel about that. And I, I talked about it last week's episode. If you missed that, go check that out. Um, but a little other thing about me that you don't know, um, which is why it's, I very, very stressed, um, our community health check this week is because, or in every show of why community health check is a thing, is because I am a health advocate. I work in healthcare, currently going to school um, in a very specialized um, niche. And the backstory is it actually starts in a way from my birth. Um, if you don't know, I was preemie, um, very preemie, 24 weeks, um, preemie, one pound five. And the fact that I am here, um, I knew from the jump that I am here for a reason, um, for God's reason, um, to fulfill his purpose. I knew I wasn't by accident because doctors thought that, oh, if she survives, she's going to be a vegetable or, you know, um, dead or something to that effect, um, which is why I... I I'm a media advocate promoting community health because it is very important, especially in the Black community, to know what is going on in our society in regards to health and even in um, areas that you may not really think of. Last week, we talked about the health um, crisis in regards to Black mothers and how the state of California passed a law um, that would help with the, um, I want to say the right verbiage, but would help with the right um, medical facilities for Black mothers because they are dying at a higher rate than um, white and other um, ethnicities. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit, a little bit about me, but let's go into 
our um, next segment, which is our special feature of gun violence, youth violence prevention. Now, last week we shared the story of John Shell Alexander, um, a young mother of a one-year-old son who became a victim of gun violence. We will replay the video to remind John Shaw Alexander, uh, former beast of the Southern Wild, Southern Wild, sorry, child actor, was killed at 22. So John Shaw Alexander, a one-time child actor who who played a supporting role in the 2012 Oscar-dominated film *Beasts of the Southern Wild*, was killed in a weekend shooting in her in her native Louisiana, she was 22. Police said Alexander and a man were shot inside a vehicle on Saturday in New Orleans, and she was pronounced dead at the scene. The man, whose name was not released, drove to a hospital for treatment. Alexander leaves behind a one-year-old daughter, uh, CBS affiliate WWL-TV reports. Police confirmed to the Associated Press that Alexander and a man were shot inside a vehicle this weekend, as reported by Entertainment Weekly via their website, EW.com. The article reports that Alexander was pronounced dead at the scene, while the man, whose name was not released, was able to drive himself to the hospital for treatment. All right. So if you guys, if you heard about, you know, we just played that reclip of John Shell Alexander, and now we're going to go into some highlights of gun violence. So let's start with what is gun violence? Gun violence is violence committed with the use of firearms, for example, pistols, shotguns, assault rifles, or machine guns. And this comes from our source, amnesty.org. And why are we focusing particularly on the youth violence? According to the CDC, youth violence is a leading cause of death and non-fatal injuries in the United States. And we have a figure here from the CDC that talks about ways to prevent youth violence, both the strategy and the approach. So I'm going to go um, and dive deep into that. So number one, the strategy is to promote family environments that support healthy development. The approach, you can do early childhood home visitation or parenting skill and family relationship programs. Second strategy, provide quality education early in life. Preschool enrichment with family engagement. Three, strengthen your youth's skills. This is through universal school-based programs. Four, connect youth to caring adults and activities. This is through mentoring programs and after-school programs. Five, create protective community environments. This can be through modifying the physical and social environment, reducing exposure to community level risks, and street outreach and community norm change. We were just speaking about community outreach with Apostle Faith and her ministry. And six, intervene to lessen harms and prevent future risk. Treatment to lessen the harms of violent exposures 
treatment to prevent problem behavior and further involvement in violence, and last but not least, hospital community partnerships. And now let's look at some statistics from gun violence. So how many people die from gun-related violence worldwide? More than 500 people die every year from gun violence. 44% of all homicides globally involve gun violence. And there were 1.4 million firearm-related deaths globally between 2012 and 2016. This also comes from amnesty.org. How many people are injured by gunshots worldwide? An estimated 2,000 people are injured by gunshots every single day. At least 2 million people are living with firearm injuries around the globe. In the US, nearly 134,000 people were shot and injured by firearms in 2017. How many guns are produced every year globally? Listen to this, everyone. There are 8 million new small arms and up to 15 billion, with a B, rounds of ammunition produced every year. And community violence, community violence takes lives and leaves a lasting legacy of trauma. It must be prevented. Homicides and other violence acts are causing substantial harm in communities across the country, especially in racially segregated and high poverty neighborhoods. The physical, emotional, and financial pain from violent cascades from individuals to their families and communities, including children. Community violence is a critical public health problem in the United States. And just before we have a clip to share, just before we have a clip to share that features every town for gun safety where victims briefly describe their lasting effects of their trauma, I briefly wanna tell you um, this took place when I was very little, I'm not even sure if I was born yet. Um, and my grandmother went back home and back home, I mean, Guyana for a trip. And my dad told me this years later of how um, there was gun violence that was in the neighborhood and somehow the bullet um, shot through our window and through the room where my grandmother was in, was in. now. He, according to him, he said that if my grandmother was home at the time and in her room at the time, um, she would have um, gotten shot or had an effect due to the, the ricochet bullet that um, entered our house. Now, this was according to him. I was not there. And if I was there, I was very, very small. Um, so I have no idea, but I do want to... Um, stress that and because a lot of people are affected in some type of way by gun violence in their families whether it be minor or not and again how many guns are produced every year globally there are 8 million new small arms and up to 15 billion rounds of ammunition produced every year now let's get into our clip 
from every town for gun safety where victims briefly describe the lasting effects of their trauma. If we can survive this, we can survive anything. As I retell this story, I can feel those emotions rising up in my body again. I let go of something that I'd been dragging behind me for so long. I felt stronger than ever. After years and years of escalating abuse, he started threatening me with a gun that he bought in a bar for $25. And it went off and went through my shoulder and into the wall. Seven years later, I live in this house. It's not even my home anymore. It's my house. Because my son isn't here. He made it a home. My dad struggled with mental health issues his entire life. When he was 57 years old, he took his life with his shotgun. It was the day after my birthday. My boyfriend and I got in the car. Before we made it to the stop sign, I heard a loud pop, and I felt something hit my back. My boyfriend kept repeating, if I was shot, are you shot, are you shot? And I was like, yeah. When you lose a child, you lose yourself. I didn't want to live. He was my pride and joy. Grief isn't linear. Sometimes I'm in the car listening to the Beatles. The song will come on and I'll laugh and sing along and then another time if it just hits me at the right time, I'll start sobbing. Ever since that day, I'm afraid to get into a passenger seat. I kept asking myself, why was it me? It was decades after it had happened that I finally actually told the whole story to somebody because the stigma, I just didn't want anybody to know. Am I over it? No. And I'm okay with that because it's my truth. It lights a fire under me. So the community of survivors has become really important to me. Every survivor I talk to, every event that I speak at, it helps. It's just overwhelming. It's, it's rejoiceful because you have that shoulder to lean on. You're able to be yourself. All right, everyone. So let's head into our community health check. And today we are focusing on Give the Gift of Sight Month. But before we head, before we head into our community health check, I want to go back to our table really quick with the CDC, our prevention table. So right now again we're going to talk about the strategies to prevent youth violence and the approach promote family environments that support healthy development this is through early childhood home visitation and parenting skill and family relationship programs Two, provide quality education early in life this is preschool enrichment with family engagement we also have number three, strengthen youth's skills. This is through universal-based programs. Four, connect youth to caring adults and activities through mentoring programs and after-school programs. Five, create protective community environments. This is through modifying the physical and social environment, reducing exposure to community-level risks and street outreach and community norm challenge. And two, and finally, the last one, six, intervene to lessen harms and prevent future risk. This is treatment to lessen the harms of violent exposures 
treatment to prevent problem behavior and further involvement in violence. And last but not least, hospital community partnerships. And with that being said, let's get into our community health check. All right, and now it's time for Community Health Check. Today, we're gonna be featuring Give the Gift of Sight Month. With it being the giving season, many of us are gathering presents for our family and friends, but did you know that December is also known as Give the Gift of Sight Month? One of the senses that we may take for granted is our sight. For some people, they were blind from birth and others may happen gradually or from a traumatic event to the eye. The gift of sight month shunts the importance of eye health, especially in regards to preventing disorders and diagnosing diseases at an early age and early stage. When was the last time you had an eye exam? A major reason why routine exams are important is due to the fact that they can become worse over time, thus impairing vision. In addition, many eye disorders and diseases do not give warning signs. Let's take a look at some stats cited from WHO by daysoftheyear.com. Around the world, there are a minimum of 2.2 billion people who are blind or have a vision impairment. Of these people, at least 1 billion have a visual impairment that could have been prevented or has not been addressed yet. Of these 1 billion, this includes individuals that have a severe or moderate distance vision impairment or blindness that has been caused by a refractive error that has not been addressed. Most people that have vision impairment are over the age of 50 years old. However, there are children that have problems with their vision, which is why it is important to make sure you have routine eye checks irrespective of your age. The main cause for vision impairment around the world are refractive errors that that has that have not been corrected and cataracts. I just happen to be one of the one billion people that have a visual impairment due to distance. I've been wearing glasses since I was four years old. I know it doesn't look so, but I'm wearing contact lenses right now. And if I didn't wear my contact lenses or glasses, I wouldn't be able to drive. Here's a short clip from Good Morning America with Dr. Robert C. Lehman talking about the importance of eye health. Eyes just were not made to stare at computer screens for long hours. And if you're someone who has to do that for a living, I suggest the 20-20-20 rule to give your eyes some recovery time. Every 20 minutes, look 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Well, a survey in November from the American Optometric Association's Health Policy Institute showed that 43% of patients that are following chronic conditions had health setbacks due to lack of regular care during the pandemic. Now, before we go, I'd love to share with you nine tips to care for your vision. One, schedule your routine eye exam. An annual eye exam is the easiest and most cost-effective way to evaluate your eye health identify vision problems, and detect nearly 30 
chronic health conditions. Know your family's eye history. Wear protective eyewear, like safety goggles, glasses, and shields when playing sports, doing home repairs, or yard work. Eat healthy foods. This includes dark leafy greens like spinach, kale, kava greens, and fish in high omega-3 fatty acids like salmon, tuna, trout, halibut. Quit smoking or never start. Smoking increases your risk of diseases like macular degeneration and cataracts, and it can, it can harm your optic nerve. Get active. Being physical, being physical and active lowers your risk of health conditions that can cause eye health or vision problems like diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Wear your sunglasses even on cloudy days. Be sure to look for sunglasses that block 99 to 100% of both UVA and UVB radiation. Always wash your hands before handling your contact lenses. And last but not least, give your eyes a rest. Digital eye strain is growing. Is growing. Try using the 20-20-20 rule throughout the day. Every 20 minutes, look away from the screen and focus about 20 feet in front of you for 20 seconds. That's it for Community Health Check. All right, everyone, I hope you had a great time in today's episode of Weekends with Jesse. And now let's head into our spotlight for today. The name of my book is Reborn. And Reborn is a story, a personal story about my journey from a place of despair to fulfilling God's purpose in my life. I have gone through a lot of challenges, a lot of, uh, you know, things that happened to me in my childhood all the way to my adulthood. And the Lord impressed on my heart to write my story, to share with others, because, you know, one thing about me, I'm transparent. And I believe when you share your testimony is to help somebody else get out of their situation. Because a lot of us go through a lot of changes, a lot of challenges in life, especially uh, I grew up in the church world, a very strict environment, very religious environment. And it had a lot of, uh, you know, stressors in my life. I didn't know who I, who I was as a little girl. You know, I grew up with parents. My father was a pastor and I was uh, totally lost in this church world. I didn't know who I was or if I was worth anything or if I had any type of purpose in life. So my, my, uh, my vision about God was so uh, warped because I never thought God loved me the way they presented it. So I was a very lonely young lady. I, was, I had a lot of low, less, low self-esteem. So uh, I was just really trying to maneuver and to, to find my way, uh, you know, through life. So uh, it was God who helped me through the process, even though I wasn't focusing on him as much. Uh, I want to share something, you know, and uh, chapter two, uh, page 17, Forsaken. I just want to read a little excerpt of it. And it says... Um, in 1975, as I attended middle school and the family moved to a large four-bedroom apartment building, was that this situation, things began to worship, worsen for me. For instance, I was punished a lot. At times, I never understood why. 
My father never believed that the Christian told lies. For instance, if someone from the church would report to him that they saw me somewhere and was doing something wrong, I would deny it. However, I would be told that I was a liar and received the beating for it. So I became so tired of constantly being blamed and beaten for situations where I didn't have any idea. So I tried harder to be good, but notice each time I tried, it wasn't enough. And I realized that each time I, I would speak things, my mother uh, would tell me to be quiet. And after a while, she developed a resentment to me. And, you know, so I struggled a lot to be a part of a family. I struggled a lot to be seen. I struggled a lot to be loved. And this book is to help others who are struggling uh, to find out who they are and find out their identity and who they uh, are in God and whose they are because it's so important to find who you are you find yourself because once you know who you are and knows who whose you are in God you know your life changes and then you you're on a path where you're evolving and growing and building and you are increasing in self-esteem and the more you understand yourself is the better you are how to handle uh, situations in your life and even handle people, you know, to work with people and, and to really uh, learn how to be empathetic, learn how to, you know, reach out in some way, shape or form and to be where, you know, can be there in the moment with that person because you understand where they're coming from. Because you see a lot of what they're being challenged with is the same thing that you were dealing with in the past. So when God delivered me, I was able to share this story in order to help others to heal. I'm, I'm coming from someplace, a, a place of darkness. You know, a new me came forth, you know, and I'm like, God, this is a powerful title. You know, because it tells, it sends a message, you know, that when God uh, rejuvenates your life, it's like you are, you're, 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 you know, into a new person. You're very different. You know, it's like you're starting over again from scratch. You know, it's like, wow, you know, it's a new day, a new dawn, you know. So this title was so fitting for, uh, you know, my journey and where I came from.